this is Tony Lloyd. Being a broadcaster for many years, I've witnessed some great stories in the music industry. And now I want to bring as many music stories to you as I can in this series of podcasts. My goal is that they will inspire others making their way in the music world. Music Stories with Tony Lloyd. Natasha Hemmings, welcome to Music Stories. Thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you for having me. Now, um... I've got lots of list of stuff that I've written down that I want to ask you because you've had quite an interesting life so far, even though you're still very young. Um, well, compared to me, you are anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, you've got a, a new single out called Invisible. We'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about your new album, which is uh, out uh, just out as well, isn't it? Yeah. And um, you're touring with somebody quite famous, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> at the moment. And we'll talk about that as well. Ronan Keating, everybody. Ronan Keating. Um, but um, I want to talk about you as a person, first of all, to, just to sort of set the scene, if you don't mind. Um, because uh, you're uh, originally... Um, very heavily involved, if that's the right phrase, in the beauty industry. And, you know, like, you know, not unlike me, you're quite an attractive person. And uh, <laughs> I'm being I'm being silly. But um, you were actually Miss England at one time, weren't you? So how did you get involved in the beauty industry first off? Well, um First of all, really, um, music is has been my whole life. It, it was always what I wanted to do. And um, in many ways, doing uh, Miss England was a way of me sort of having a platform to elevate uh, my, my music and share it with people and ha- have something to sort of um, break through a little bit with. Mm. Um, but, but really, it was my mum who entered me into the competition to begin with. And it was following me going to university and not having a very good time, not having the, the time that I would um, had expected to have. I, I really struggled to make friends. I didn't, um, I didn't seem to settle in very well and was quite lonely. And I'd be on the phone to my mum quite a lot um, whilst I was there. And I, I, it got worse and worse. You know, I was sort of staying in the room and not really venturing out to to even the lectures. I would watch them um, from my computer in, in my room because I would just, I guess, I got more and more anxious about it, um, not having anybody, not having anyone to sit next to or speak to. Mm. And I found myself very isolated. And she was just looking at ways for me to, always looking at ways for me to help my music and um helped me as an individual grow and, and grow in confidence and whatever but also she really wanted me to make friends and she'd seen that it was advertised and there was a lot of girls all over the country taking part and doing amazing things raising money for charity um having an opportunity to perform a talent and and all different things that I didn't really know it was about at the time so she entered me we didn't think anything of it and then I got um the opportunity to to go and compete in my local heat which was Miss Cheshire and I learned so much about what this competition is really about and I was shocked that um society has no idea and is kind of frowning upon it when it's giving young uh, young people the opportunity to 
really get involved in their community, in important issues, empowering each other, allowing us to have confidence speaking out about things that we're passionate about. Everybody has an opportunity to excel. There's rounds of making your own garment. If you're creative like that, I'm I'm not at all. But, you know, it really showcases people who are into Mm. art and creativity. Mm. Um, There's a brain and beauty challenge for people who are very, very, um, you know, um, academically. They get to excel there. There's a sportsmanship round where girls who are very, uh, very fit and healthy, you know, and that's what it promotes being fit and healthy not being model body not being thin or or malnourished or anything like that you know they they get a a chance to excel and all these rounds are about giving people confidence and showing them that um, we're all beautiful and we all have strengths and skills Mm. and really you know been a part of it I made I made such amazing friends the current Miss England was a doctor from Cambridge you know it just shows you how um, how important being a strong, independent uh, woman is to the competition. It's about being a role model. And actually, the outer beauty isn't judged at all. Um, when you go to the final round where you get to put on a pretty dress and go out, it's more of a celebration of everything you've done to that point. It's your family and friends coming to celebrate the fact that you spent a year raising thousands of pounds for charity that you've spent a year going out and growing in confidence and doing things for you and and, you know trying to get involved in local press local radio and talking about things that you're passionate about so it really was eye-opening for me and I learned such a lot doing it and it is what inspired my song Invisible which I know we'll we'll talk about later on but um this idea that people don't don't know what um what things are about but we prejudge them very quickly and mm. we have negative things to say about people and about um, things that people are doing without ever really understanding um what it's about yeah i'm sure i mean beauty competitions uh, have lots of negative press haven't they in the past they do and there are there are still competitions you know that do um that are modeling competitions and they're there was um, a time when Miss England was a modelling competition. You know, I, I don't um, deny it for a second. You know, that was a time when, when those things were popular and that's what was happening. Mm. But it has really changed. It's really evolved with the times. And it, it is about empowering women. It's not about parading women. It's about giving them a voice. And young girls of today, they aren't involved in things like that. They Not many of them get involved in charities or or or, um learning about the things of the world or meeting lots of different people you know I got the chance to see so many different cultures and meet so many different people all around the world and around the UK and it opens your eyes It, it makes you a kinder person it makes you a more tolerant person and I don't think that the young people of today get that opportunity um and the role models of today aren't not all of them, but, you know, some of them aren't really the right kind of role models that we want to be sharing with young people. You know, social media especially is always promoting a perfect life, a perfect standard of beauty, an unattainable standard of beauty. Mm. And it causes a lot of mental health issues in young people. And if only we could um, choose, you know, this is the person you want to look up to. This is the person that um, has the the things we believe in and, and, and represents that. And and we can't, you know, um, social media makes it so that we can't do that. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, social media's got a lot to answer for, hasn't it, really? Definitely, yeah, it does. 
Okay. Uh, so it's a, a good experience for you then? It was, yeah. It was, it was difficult. It was challenging. And, you know, when I went to Miss World, um, I was only 19 and I had to stay in Sanya, China for four weeks with no family, nobody there. Um, they came out to support me for the final night, but for four weeks, um, it was just me with all people from completely different countries who didn't speak English. You know, there were, obviously there were there were countries that did, but a lot of them didn't. Uh-huh. And they had completely different backgrounds to me. You know, one of the girls had, um, I think it was Miss Guyana, um, the tribe had made her dress. You know, they've got completely different lives yeah. um, to the, where, where I've come from and what, what I, you know, have seen. And mm. it's incredible. Interesting it's to see all those different cultures. It really is. It's completely humbling and... Mm. Um, yeah, makes you realise just how lucky um, we are as okay. well. Um, okay. To- are, you, are you still um, entering those competitions now or have you moved fully into the music industry? No, I'm not entering. It wasn't really about um, being involved in the beauty competitions for me. It was that making friends and I never mm. expected to win and have those experiences and I was so lucky that I did. Mm. Um, but but I didn't want to, that's not what I was set out to do. So I didn't enter anymore. I haven't done any since. Okay. When did um, you when did you realise that you could sing? So singing is interesting because I don't remember not singing. Uh, from when I was very little, I had like a pretend microphone. I'd put shows on and give my mum and dad tickets to come and watch. <laughs> and I knew I wanted to be a performer and I wanted to sing. I need to ask you this question, which I ask uh, lots of people I interview. Yes. Um, do you and do you still uh, practice in the bathroom mirror with a hairbrush? Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I've been practicing the tour that way, you know, in my room uh, with my hairbrush. But yeah. No, I always, I always knew I wanted to be a singer, and it was always just about how I was going to get there and how I was going to do that. Mm. And my parents realised pretty early on that I was serious about it, um, you know, and so have helped me, helped guide me to get there. Also, well, you have got a fabulous voice, I have to say, and um, we'll give details about all your music and everything uh, towards the end of this uh, this interview. Do you think that uh, the music that you write is influenced by your experiences in the beauty world? I think this this album um, really explores and is influenced by everything in my life. You know, um, the song Invisible kind of, like I said earlier, taps in on this thing about Miss England, but also my issues with social media and, and that kind of thing there. But a lot of the songs um, talk about everything I've been through starting with my childhood and the fact that I don't really uh, know my biological father he left when I was very young um, through heartbreak the loneliness of losing friends you know that experience at uni and also all the good things that that have happened to me as well and um, yeah it's it's a really wrapping up my life my memories my every moment that I've been through and I didn't intend to to write those songs um, either really I just when I'm writing it's kind of a backwards way of doing things, but I always start with the music. I always start with the chords and the keys and the chord progressions. And then I write other instruments in there as well. And I, I end up with kind of a whole score of no no melody, no lyrics, nothing but just music. That usually then evokes a feeling or a memory or something that um, 
that I'm like, okay, that that's where that's what this feels like. This is that moment. This is that story, and that's then when the melody and the lyrics will come. Oh, interesting. Um, and um, obviously, you can read music. Yes, yeah, read and write music um, as a score. That's how I have learned to do it, and that's how I I do it now. Because mm, lots lots of uh, very famous and successful people can't read a note. Yeah, I, I guess it depends on what maybe instrument you play. Uh, if you play guitar, you might just do it based on the chord names or whatever, or um, and your training. And mine was being from the Royal Northern College of Music. Even when I was a junior, it was all music theory. So it was very much reading, writing in music and learning about um, the theory of music, really. So, right. yeah. Fair enough and useful now, obviously, because you can just jot stuff down and hand it to somebody. Else. Oops, and hand it to somebody else. You know, it's a communication tool for you. Yeah, well, what what I've uh, what I love about it is I I like to write for a lot of the instruments. I like to write the parts, and even if in production they they come out slightly different, or um, you know, I get more influence from other musicians or whatever in in that moment. Um, it allows me to really have control over the sound that's going to come out at the end mm. because I'm giving them so much more direction. So mm. um, it is really useful to be able to do that. And even though I can't play, you know, um, the violin, I can write for the violin, you know, so it's that's nice to be able to have that range. Clever girl, aren't you? thank you (laughs) now your your previous single we'll talk about your new stuff in a minute obviously but your previous single um i love which is uh fight for you um what was that about in your life dare i ask well actually that was inspired by my um the first tour i went on uh, with alec well not the first tour sorry the second tour i went on with alec jones and russell watson and we were performing in Glasgow and when I came out at the end of the show um there was a homeless girl there and it just was heartbreaking you know she was really in a a bad way there was nobody really paying any attention to her there were some men hanging around the corner which made me uncomfortable for her because she was only a young girl Mm. and I just thought this is madness you know we're all in here enjoying a show watching live music and enjoying our our lives and going back to, I'm going back to the hotel now I'm going back for my tea and she, this is her life she's stuck here in this situation where is her help who is helping her and I just felt like I don't have all the answers you know I, I can't fix everything that's wrong with the world but I have music it's my outlet it's my way of communicating with people and that's how I that's how I deal with things and so I, I wrote that song about that really about people that are struggling in the world the fact that we hear we hear their cries and you know we look away at times and it's up to us to fight for them it's up to us to do something yeah absolutely absolutely right yeah um now the the video for fight for you um lots of it's filmed on a beach which looks fabulous where was that that was in saint ives saint ives in cornwall wow it was and i drove um i drove down it's quite away for me um mm. it was a, it was a very um cold cold day on the on the beach freezing <laughs> so it, they would like i would be out on the beach filming bits and then they'd come running on with blankets and wrap me up and put boots on me and everything just for like 5 minutes <laughs> and then it was like right whip it off off she goes <laughs> 
<laughs> I make films. I know, I know what it's like. And there's a lot yeah. of ha- hanging around waiting for things to happen and so on, isn't there? there is, yeah, there is. So, yeah. Oh, well done. It's a brilliant video, I, I have to say. It's really nice. I love that one. Okay, let's talk about your new single now, Invisible. Um, what was the, uh, the story behind Invisible? So, as I mentioned earlier, um, when I was a part of Miss England and when I was Miss England, people really didn't see what it was about, what I was about. Um, People didn't really understand that I was a musician, a musician first, that I love music, that I trained professionally in music. You know, I think people just wanted to see me as, um, well, a lot of the the comments people would um, put up online or whatever about the competition was stupid girls, um, didn't knows nothing about music, probably had one singing lesson. You know, they want to talk down on it. Um, and so I felt like people were completely missing the point and missing the point of me and who I am. And again, with social media, we're all putting these perfect images up, projecting a perfect life, an unattainable standard of beauty. And the true person is always invisible. We're always too scared to put ourselves out into the world as we are, um, scared of what people are going to say or think or how we're going to be judged by society, scared of being cancelled, you know, this cancel culture. Nobody can breathe. Nobody can be anything but this one type of person that, that society has accepted. Oh. So we're all trying to fit the mould. And this song was sort of uh, me exploring this idea that if we were invisible to the world for a day, and we didn't have anyone to please, and nobody could see what we were doing or say anything or comment on anything, how liberating that would be, complete freedom. And that's what the song explores, is this idea that you can you can just love yourself for being who you are and not have to worry about what anyone thinks of that. So, yeah, that was the, that was the inspiration. That's kind of the story that, that has um, grown through that. Yeah, obviously based uh, to to a point on your experience with social media obviously yeah and and I don't you know like I said before I don't have all the answers on these things and and I find it difficult you know I really do to to be my full self my true self on these platforms Mm. because people are so cruel you know you'll put put something out there and, and everybody's on it and as soon as one person says something negative the whole clan go on you and you can't fight it with with negativity you know I'll often delete the comments or um you know but it, it makes you feel bad you know even somebody even in you know as people would say but you've got loads of followers or you've been missing when whatever it it still hurts it still doesn't feel nice for somebody to be hating on you does not know you you know has no idea who you are and so yeah I find it difficult too and I hope that I can be more honest on these platforms. I hope that I can share myself as fully as I do through my music in that way as well. And hopefully I'm able to do that. Yeah, it, it is very difficult. I mean, I, I run a media company that looks after other people's uh, social media platforms and channels and websites. And yeah. we, we always say something positive. We never say anything negative. Uh, even you know, like you say, you know, even if the reality is something terrible is happening, then the the post is always a positive, smiley post, isn't it? Yeah, I think we've got to put positivity out there. There's always too much negativity anyway in the news. It's life, you know, it's happening all around us. Yeah. But we don't have to turn on each other. There's no good that comes from it. If you don't like something that you're seeing, you don't have to watch Switch it. Switch off, you don't yeah. Have to be part of it. Yeah. 
and there's always an expert, isn't there? Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or several. Oh no, you, you know you're wrong. You're wrong, Tony. You know you can't. Yeah. You know why have you said that? You know, for heaven's sake, it was just my opinion. Go away. Exactly, and you don't have to agree all the time with with everybody or what they're doing. And mm. you know, I've got people telling me um, things about music who don't know anything, haven't trained or done anything. But you know, mm. everybody's got an opinion, and they're entitled to it. Yeah, but, true. You know, it's hurtful to another individual. Yeah. Keep, keep it to yourself, maybe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Zip it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, let me talk about um, touring. You're currently touring with the fabulous Ronan Keating. What's that like? Well, my first night is actually tomorrow. Oh, so. oh right. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Good luck. So, well, thank you. I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Um, it's a really surreal moment for me because... Ronan is an artist that I've listened to, that my parents have listened to growing up around the house and seen him on TV, heard him on the radio, to actually then be seeing him in person and performing and warming up the stage for him is an incredible experience for me. And I'm so excited really to learn what I can from such a fantastic artist who's had such a long career. Um, because when I'm when I'm in this position and, and touring with an artist like this, you know, I really get to see how they do what they do, how they... Mm engage with the crowd and how they warm their vocals how they get into the stage presence and the stage persona that that we all see on stage and how all the back backstage things work how all the behind the scenes things work the musicians and everything it's so interesting so yeah. i'm really looking forward to picking up some tips and learning what i can from him that's lovely how exciting for you yeah very excited but you've you've also toured with as you said earlier russell watson and Anna jones which are, t- are two huge stars and, yeah. and also the overtones. Yes, yeah. So I, I feel very lucky to have had those experiences and they've been completely different and all amazing. The overtones was one of the most lively, energetic um, performances um, that I've seen and they really are amazing. And it was around Christmas time. It was so festive and the crowd just loved them. They have such loyal fans. And so it was a real a privilege for me to be able to open the show for them and, and feel that warmth for me as well. Um, so I loved that. That was my first ever tour. So it was quite scary, you know, to be doing yeah. that. I really, really enjoyed it. Amazing. And you couldn't get more different to Alan Jones than the overtones, really, could you? I mean- <laughs> no. But then the Alan Jones and Russell Watson was um, quite a big tour for me. It was a yeah. big, lot bigger venues and more venues. And I did the Palladium um, at London, which was, you know, a bit of a dream of mine to do mm. to perform. Yep. in some, some big venues and again that was an incredible experience I learned so much from them I could hear Russell warming up in the corridors I would listen to what he was doing and what vocal techniques he was doing they even let me use um, a couple of their reverb um, special reverb effects that they've got um, while I was performing as well so I was really very lucky to get that opportunity and Alad even swooped in um, on one night my in-ears broke just before I was going on stage and he swooped in and borrowed me his thought how kind thank goodness he was there that's awesome yeah is he still singing walking in the air he always makes a little joke of it yeah obviously his voice isn't quite you know up there anymore (laughs) but his voice i love his i love his voice he did some you know stuff in my industry on radio too he was a great presenter on, on bbc radio too yeah he's a lovely person he really is okay what advice would you give to somebody listening to this 
uh, who's probably you know a, a bit um, uh, struck with awe uh, with your story and your success and everything. Um, and people thinking, well, that's fabulous and all the best to Natasha, but uh, I can never be that good. What advice would you say to those people? I think the most important thing to remember um, whenever you're looking up to anybody or you're looking at anything is that people are always giving you the best version of themselves. People are always giving you the um, the highlights, the highlight reel. And so never, never compare your worst parts with somebody's best parts. Always be you know, really grounded about what you're looking at and what you're hearing or seeing and exposing yourself to. And also remember that um, the thing that makes you different really is the ingredient of your success. We can't have lots of artists who are exactly the same or look exactly the same or sound or their music Mm. is the same. We need new, fresh talent and a different take on things. And that's really what does well. So use that part of you that feels different that perhaps you want to change or you want to suppress down that's the thing that you really need to champion and believe in. Fantastic advice. So true as well. Brilliant. Thank you for that. Um, what's next after the tour, which I know is quite gruelling, isn't it? You're all over the UK, various uh, um, locations. What's, what's after that? Have, have you thought that far ahead yet? Well, yes. Yeah, so um, whilst I'm on the tour, I have a, a special tour edition album that's coming out, which is just songs that I'm performing live on the tour. It's a few songs from my new album that's coming out later this year. And it's the covers that I'm doing. Um, so Kate Bush, Wuthering Heights. Um, oh, wow. Enjoy, enjoy the Silence Depeche Mode and Songbird Fleetwood Mac. Um, and those covers are my favourites. And I from touring previously, I can tell that people really connect and enjoy those songs. So it's really nice to have those in there and a few bonus tracks. So that album is what I will be um, selling at the end of the shows, but also people can listen on social media. People can listen on Spotify or wherever they get their music. Mm. And then um, later this year, I have my album, which is completely composed by me. It's all songs, like I said earlier, about my life and about memories and moments that I've experienced and that will be out, um, I'm not sure when yet, but probably around end of August, September time. Okay, that's one called I Am. That's called I Am, yes. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to um, promoting that and hopefully maybe more touring opportunities. But um, but I hope that people enjoy it and people support it and, and we'll see where, where it all goes. They will. And, um, and your music is uh, fantastic and I wish you all the best uh, for the future. Say hi to Ronan. I will, yes, I will. Try and get him on, we'll interview him. Yes, I'll mention it. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, keep in touch. Thank you very much for for talking to me on Music Stories and all the best with your new single, which is called Invisible, and your new album, which is called I Am, later in the year. And your website, where all the details of everything is, is natashahemmings.com. So that's easy to remember. And thanks once again for talking to me on Music Stories. Music Stories is a free podcast with no fees paid to contributors in the hope that it'll help and inspire others in the music industry. Get in touch if you've got a story to tell. If you would like a professional podcast made or would like training so you can do it yourself, I can help. Go to TonyLloydRadio.com Music Stories with Tony Lloyd